Hello and welcome to the Phelps 90s podcast for the first time in nine months. We are back and, well, better than ever, I hope. And in the week where Celtic have returned from Dubai, for some reason they went there, uh, we start again with the pod. So today with me, I have Marcus and I have Kyle. All right. Hello, how are you doing? So where should we start today then? <laughs> I think right, well, it's been, it's been a while, so there's a lot to cover in there. Hi. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, well, we thought when we last did the pod that eh, there'd only be a few games cancelled, there'd only be a few weeks. Here we are nine months later. <laughs> Aye. No, it's been a while. It's uh, So we're starting out halfway through the season, but... Uh, it's, a, it's January, so it kind of counts as a uh, just time, that. I think. <laughs> oh, technically, technically, it's past halfway. Yeah. We're almost there. Almost. Probably can't, oh, until it's cancelled again. Uh, better not be. <laughs> well, the league Are itself you... is almost pretty much la- wrapped up, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm refusing to say that. I am refusing to say it because um, for some reason I think I'll jinx it completely. So I'm not. I'm not saying that the league's not over till it's over. That's all I'm saying. Twenty-one points clear. Celtic only have three games in hand. If they make up those, it's just going to be twelve. Twelve. They are playing Livy though, and they tend to struggle against Livy. So that'd be a difficult game for them. Yeah. Really. They play them home and away in like the next. Well, that's if uh, that's if on uh, Saturday, and then play them away on Wednesday. That's if the game goes ahead, because games at Livy haven't been going ahead recently. Which they is two... strange, given yeah. they've got the plastic pitch. The all weather pitch. All weather pitch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Going I, well. I... I was going to watch that game uh, yesterday as well because obviously it affects us. You know, a team could either gain points on us or or Aberdeen could have gone ahead. But it's probably better it's been cancelled because we can just kind of focus on the game Saturday and um, look to catching Aberdeen. Yeah, well, anyway. Hibs do have... Uh, so Aberdeen do have two uh, games in hand on Hibs and were two points in front. Um, but they, they're in a form which is kind of all over the place yeah they're weird I mean I fancy them at Pataudry like they've been putting teams aside at Pataudry but they just don't look decent away which is kind of the opposite of us we just I don't know what's happening Easter Road but we just can't seem to beat anybody Easter Road and then I think it's look... because the fans aren't there that's probably I think that's a, that's a problem with every kind of home team at the moment the fans aren't there to cheer them on and then the away team get the get the upper hand I, I, think, I, I wouldn't think say so for me I would yeah. say, uh, well, especially for the position that we are sitting in right now, I would, I would still think I wouldn't want the fans back too quickly. <laughs> I'm quite happy with how we're sitting currently. See, for but, us, I think, uh, I think Jack Ross's formation or the way he sets up his team suits playing away more because we, we play better against teams that come out against us and play rather than play a low block. So yeah, like, do you not have like a really good away? Um, yeah, we've... Yeah, we're fantastic away this season. Like the one, mm. the one season I'm not going to away games as well. <laughs> this season, away from home, Hibs have won seven, drawn two, lost three, which is yeah, second. They, if they just take away uh, results, that's second in the league. If you take home results, Hibs drop to sixth with three wins, five draws, and three losses. We've won at places we usually struggle as well. We've won at Tandadice, won at Rugby Park, won at Livy. Um, Got on a draw at Celtic Park just just the past game. You know it's been a good record away, but we need to sort out the home form starting Saturday. But uh... I, I think yeah, I've been yeah. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm I've definitely been impressed with Hibs this season. And I definitely think they use. I hope I hope they use finish above Aberdeen anyway. Yeah, and Celtic, of course. I mean, I, I hope you do, but yeah, I don't know. You know, you don't never know what's going to happen in the next couple months of the season. Celtic could drop loads of points. Uh, you could get loads of points. We could even drop points. You never yeah. know. I reckon you'll you'll get beat once this season. Just kind of see his goal. Um, yeah, I, I we'll probably drop silly points. We usually do. Yeah. Um, we'll probably get a couple of draws and then probably lose one this season. Should we start with the fixtures for last weekend then? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we can start with last weekend, um, which started. Uh, with Kilmarnock beating Hamilton 2-0 at home and St Mirren drawing 1-1 with Motherwell. Aberdeen lost 2-1 at home to Rangers. Livingston beat Ross County 3-1 and the big game on Monday night, Celtic 1, Hibs 1. 
I think we should start with the Celtic game, given that the whole situation surrounding it, it's oh, yeah. pretty screwed <laughs> yeah. up. We can get this out of the way uh, quickly as possible. So, uh, well, let, let, we should uh, talk about the Dubai situation then, focus on the game just so it's out of the way, I guess, because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we kind of have to go over it. Um, yeah, so I think I'm, I'm quite happy that a lot of Celtic fans seem to agree that it's an embarrassing situation for the club to be in. You know, um, uh, if that was my club, I'd, it's it's just so shameful. Like uh, the fact that they've been named and shamed by Nicola Sturgeon as well is is yeah. is a sign at which they yeah. really shouldn't have done it. And the kind of apology video uh, that was put out um, early one yeah. in the week didn't really cover anything. No, I feel like I've not seen the video, but from what I've heard, um, Peter Laurel just kind of went over things that had already been said. Or, you know, it didn't really clear up anything. It was just kind of so that so he could show face. And also the one comment that, I've, you know, everyone's kind of talking about is the, you know, we've been affected more by this pandemic than any other club. Like, that's absolute nonsense. I mean, yeah. um, I know uh, I didn't hold back uh, making fun of hearts over the summer, definitely. I mean, but... I mean, even I mean, from their point of view, like they've been affected, they've been really badly affected. They they got, uh, in their words, you know, um, demoted. Partick Thistle probably in a worse situation because they had a game in hand and could have gone ahead in that in that uh, in the championship. So and probably as well, Falkirk and uh, I think Ray Fovers were both going for exactly. that title, and then Falkirk couldn't go up. Exactly. And as well, now League One and League Two have been totally suspended. So yeah. And yeah. I think Partick Thistle put out a statement about that. They were raging because they felt that they, as a club, had the facilities to continue to test their players and keep playing, but yet they couldn't play any football. So, no, it's really arrogant, I think, for Celtic to come out with that. And even, I mean, Greenock Morton, I'm quite worried about them because all I'm hearing is that they're really close to... To going under. So, yeah, exactly. So how how can the rich, probably, the rich, I, well, I don't know exactly the finances with them and Rangers, but the most privileged right now club in Scotland come out and say that, you know, we've been affected more than any other. It just seems like utter deflection. I think probably Lowell knows that that's a rubbish statement, but he thinks it'll either get the fans on side or, which it hasn't, obviously, because I think even Celtic fans know that that's rubbish. Um, or it'll cover his back kind of thing. Yeah, but it's it's not worked that way. It's just made the arrogance. And also, like, they have an attitude that, like, they like even um, Kennedy saying that you know we we may have made minor uh, infringe, infringements on the rules. Like they they're so sure of themselves that they won't get punished for for breaking the rules. Pretty much, you know, and they, they're, they're, and they haven't been really. Yeah, they, I mean, they've got away with a slap in the wrist. Uh, another thing that really annoyed me, I I was fine with the whole situation. You know, like the Dubai, like during the week when they were away in Dubai and the pictures came out, I just thought, oh, they you know they've made the a bit of fool themselves but then the Sunday and the Monday it really uh I kind of snapped a wee bit because the whole thing with Julienne um Julienne being the player that was injured and was on a training camp that doesn't make any sense he's the one who caught COVID yeah they then injured and I don't know if you've read uh our statement Sam Hib statement that we made on the Monday uh, no I haven't no I didn't I'll read it I read it yeah so I'm I cannot believe, like, so the SPFL, they, they've been, you know, quick to hand out punishments to Killy and St Mirren for, like, lesser infringements, still infringements, but a lot lesser than what Celtic did. And in the end, their attitude with Hibs was, um, if you refuse to play the fixture on the grounds that your players will be at risk, we will dock points. The word, the wording they used wasn't, we'll award the points for this game to Celtic. They were going to dock us points, which meant, you know, potentially awarding Celtic the points and also, you know, docking us points we already had, which is ridiculous. Were, were the team being punished for their... For their indiscretion, their... yeah. Of them yeah. going over to Dubai, getting a player who was injured, taking a player who was injured, and then that player getting COVID, coming back, infecting 13... Well, not infecting, but uh, putting 13 others at risk who had to isolate, and then... And putting us at risk. And even... Uh, it's blackmail. It's It's... It's complete blackmail uh, to say, you know, you have to fulfil this fixture or we'll exact this punishment on you. It's just, it's you couldn't get a clear example of them protecting um, Celtic 
you know, from any from any consequences. And what's more is the 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 um, the bit that said, uh, you know, if if there are any COVID cases because of this, we will take it into account with your semi final. I mean, how is that? How is that okay? I mean, they're they're entrusted with keeping clubs safe or setting setting the ground rules which will you know prevent COVID from spreading around clubs. And their attitude is, oh well, if you catch it, you know, we'll take it into account in the future. I mean, that's not only disrespectful to Hibs, but if we we go into that semi final with COVID cases and need it to be rescheduled, that also affects St Johnston. I mean, they, they have a schedule as well, and that's all put out of order because of Celtic. And they get away, like I said, just with a wee slap on the wrist and oh, you know, they may have made minor infringements, but you know, that 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 doesn't make sense at all to me. So Yeah, back to the punishment. Um giving you the option for that. So for mm-hmm. saying like uh, if you don't play it, trying to protect your players yeah. because of Celtic had a Wally Nally Swally in Dubai. Yeah. The joke. It's just it's just straight up SPFL. Straight SPFL need to actually get themselves sorted. Mm. Because it's all I know you probably both say they were they're protecting the old firm, which they are to a degree. Mm. Um but that is a complete our joke on next level. Yeah. And also um you know, uh, talking with a few of my jambo mates, they've you know, they've kind of they've been sympathetic with the situation, but there's also been an element of "I told you so" because I can't say straight face to them, "Oh, our club was dealt with in a disrespectful manner," and they come out with, "Well, you know, you think your situation's bad? Look what happened to us in the yeah, summer." You know, as much, yeah. so... as much as one of them for it, you can you can agree with the fact that Hearts were treated with utter contempt from the SPFL during the summer. Um, I have to say that um, even Partick Thistle. I mean, it's all just shambles. Yeah, a shambles exactly. So, yeah. So that's the Dubai situation over with. Um, So, in terms of the game, I think a lot of people have fallen into the mentality that we were playing a a reserve Celtic team. Uh, Even a lot. It it wasn't that much. No. Like, if you look at the team, it didn't seem too weak in a way no exactly even a lot of our own fans have fallen into the trap of thinking oh this is you know we should be uh some people or five past some kind of thing exactly even even after the game so many hibs fans online oh we should be embarrassed for ourselves ross is going for a draw like no like uh, what so if we go with the logic they had eight players who started the cup final against hearts so for a cup final they're going to try and squad you know or field the the strongest squad they can right so there's still eight out of eleven players who they consider starters. They had four players that you wouldn't class as their starting eleven. Mm, so they had yeah. Connor Hazard and goals. They had Welsh, um, Johnston, uh, and then they had uh, Cameron Harper up front as well. That's exactly. four players out of their starting eleven. That's that's a minor rotation. That's a squad rotation. If if Hibs were to rotate four players out of the squad, say we rotated uh, Porteous, Boyle. Nisbet and Newell out the squad, right? Four starters. If we were playing a championship team or even like a, you know, like a St Mirren or or Ross County at home team further down the table, and if we rotate our squad slightly, would Ross County fans then say, oh, it's embarrassing if we don't beat Hibs? No, like, that's not, um, it's not an embarrassment at all to come away from that game with a draw. Um, I mean, on the face of it, not considering what's gone on, a draw at Celtic Park isn't half bad. That's a yeah, good result. Um, to get to get in from Celtic Park is a good result. I even say that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Even uh we were even the better team over the ninety. We could easily have gotten something. Yeah, um, like more shots, more chances created, more corners. Yeah, more like... uh, we had twenty touches in their box over the ninety to their seven. I mean um you know, I'm a strong believer, like stats don't obviously tell the full story. I mean, the whole XG thing as well, I know that's People don't. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around. I guess XG. I, I don't think XG tells a full story as well, because if it's expected, then you know teams don't always score expected amounts of goals or whatever. So, but still, like the stats do say we were the team on top. Um, I never really felt like Celtic were going to score at all. You know, first half they kind of they had a few long shots. Um, Macy was really impressive for his debut. Um, I was never really worried. It, it was just, um, you know, with them, you're always going to get a wee moment of quality. They've got players that are too good. Um, too players good. Who've got that kind of thing in their locker who can just yeah. whip out and, something and, and get a goal. Or yeah. two. No, Turnbull is a quality player, and he took his free kick really well. 
Um, but I've not that's a lot. That's not I've noticed that a lot from Celtic this season. They've Lens not really had a tactic. Um, he's just kind of relied on his players to provide individual moments, like Ryan Christie's goal in the cup final against Hearts, that kind of thing. So um, no, but fair play to us as well for having the mentality to come back and get a draw, even if it was gifted to us by Duffy. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice finish, nice finish from this bit. Yeah, it was a very good free kick from Tumble. You can't take out no uh, how good that free kick was. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen I've seen better, but uh, still a very good free kick. No. But uh, Nisbet's goal on a plate. But even that, it wasn't really on a plate because all the players were on the line. There was loads of players on the line. If that went, he, he took it very well and rifled it in the top net, which is hard for the players to jump for. Yeah, so, fair play for Nisbet. And that makes him level with Tavernier now, is it? Yeah. Most goals, yeah. yeah so fair play. I, I, like Nisbet. I do like Nisbet as a player. I really do. Mm. I think he'll go well in the game. Where did, where did you sign him from? Is it from Dunfermline or something? Dunfermline, yeah. Dunfermline, yeah. Good signing. Yeah, Nisbet oh, and Tavernier are both at the top with 11 and then Kimo Roof with 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't realise Kimo Roof was up that high, actually. Oh, I. You know, <laughs> he's, he's been on fire recently, but we'll take a bit of that later. Yeah, yeah. In fact, of the top 10, there's three Rangers players in it. Well, they're the top scorers in the league usually, aren't they? So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like we've had like a Pacific goal scorer. It's been all over the, all over the pitch, which is just a kind of a good thing. One of the top, top goal scorers in the league yeah. says that. Yeah. I guess that's a good segue to talk about the Rangers game then. So, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, so obviously Aberdeen one, Rangers two. Um. Could have been a better result for us, but and again, go to Patoji, you, you're always it's always going to be a difficult game up there. Um, but no, we had a very good starting eleven. Obviously, missing our um, some of our key midfielders, so like the likes of Ryan Jack and um, who else am missing? Ryan Jack in our field as well. So um, yeah, obviously, probably probably talking point is the red card. Um, I think there should have been two red cards in the game. I think Curtis Mains was. Absolute shocking, shocking decision from uh, Beaton because uh, he lifted the leg. It was a pure, what, uh, like, like when you like try knee kneecap somebody. That's what it was like. He did to Barisic. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of that? I've seen the highlights back. I don't know if Sam has. Uh, no, I haven't. No. Yeah. So what I'll say, yeah, that Curtis Main should have been sent off. I mean, if you've not seen it, Sammy basically like ninja kicked him. Like, like Kyle said, like he went. Uh, Captain him almost. Yeah, so that that's uh, I don't know how he got away with that. Um, but he, three minutes later, he got taken off. Uh, I yeah, that's to to protect him. Yeah, because yeah. even McInnes knew that was a red. Oh yeah, but we know what Aberdeen are like. You know they they they're not a uh, they're no shrinking violets, are they? So. So the the Hedges incident as well, where Hedges got sent off in the twenty sixth minute, was um, obviously Alfredo was running in, um, through on goal. Hedges took him, clipped him, and obviously the, the the rules of the game, the laws of the game, says that's a red card. No complaints for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I look back at it and I think Morales dived. I think he's. he's Are you serious? Him. Yeah, that's that's my contentious opinion for the day. No, well, maybe not contentious. So, so let's if that happened to you, Marcus. If that was you, Morales was in your team, you'd be you'd be shouting for a penalty and a red card. Maybe, but. If, if exactly. Player, so, if my player, if my player's dived, then he's dived, doesn't he? It's not a dive though. He clipped him. Ah, clipped well, him on the I, leg. I, I look. I tried to look back at the recording. I don't there, think enough contact for him. There to wasn't much contact, but no. the laws of the game. If as soon as you can make contact on a goal scoring opportunity, it's a red card. Oh well. I mean, under that logic, you know, uh, I think it was Johnson had a really blatant dive on Monday night and. Yeah. Oh well, uh, there's a whole. Uh, it's a really hard thing to to officiate as well because the rules say it's only a booking if there's intent to deceive with a dive, um, which you know, like if if you don't book it, if if the referee doesn't give a penalty, then you know if if it's not a penalty, then then what's he gone down for? You know, you're surely booking him for a dive, but they don't always give it. So it's it, uh, yeah, it's a hard thing to officiate, I guess. The thing is, as well, yeah. even if there's a little bit of contact. 
it kind of gives the players an opportunity to go down no matter how little contact there was because you want to make the most of it because if there is a tiny bit of contact and you don't go down that's not going to get caught yeah, that's true so, yeah. Yeah, um, there wasn't like it was contact on his uh, on his I think it was his uh, ankle yeah yeah when he was about to pull the trigger so you could see you could see if it was any other if it was like a a tackle or something possibly couldn't have been a red card but I definitely thought it was and I, I do like Ryan Hedges as a player I think he's a great player I like to see my Rangers um, back to him this season for Aberdeen yeah he's been he's out of contract I think I think a lot of Aberdeen players are out of contract coming up soon oh so yeah I think um, but... but yeah um, back to the game though um, so obviously Tavernier took the penalty you would expect Tavernier to go and finish it he didn't that was the first penalty miss this season that he has which really? is quite unfortunate yeah I think so yeah huh. I thought he'd miss so, one more but... no, you, no you would expect Tavernier to go and to go and finish that yeah. but unfortunately he didn't I don't know what happened I thought it was in I jumped up thinking it was in but he put it well wide <laughs> Well, he's like, so confident in in Tavernier, I guess. You know, the well, you kind of need to be your captain. You you expect your captain to go up and take that and finish his dinner. But, um, but it's just, it's just... As fans watching the game, though, like you've got such a strong penalty taker. You know, like we, um, I don't know. For us, it's always nervy. I mean, Sam, I don't know if you remember, but we've missed a we've missed some really important penalties recently, especially against Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not only in that semi final, but I think it was two seasons ago where McNulty missed that penalty against Hearts as well. Yeah, so, the thing is, yeah, Hibs don't have a strong player you can kind of rely on for penalties. Yeah. In I mean, right now, right now, I'd say Nisbet's probably our strongest taker, but you know, last few seasons, I don't know really. Scott Allen, I guess, is a, good, a decent taker, but no, like Tavernier, just he, even from free kicks, like he seems to score a ridiculous amount of free kicks as well. I'm like, nah, it's it's really he's as a player, like he's so efficient. Um, with and him. a lot of people last season were slagging Tavernier. Yeah, and Gerard as well at that point. But you've got to give players time, especially if they're coming from down south or from anywhere that don't really know the Scottish game. The Scottish mm. game is completely different to yeah. any to most. You need it's really physical, and you need to you need to know your stuff. Like so, obviously, it took players a while, like the likes of Aribo. It took Barisic a while to get used to the Scottish game as well. And there's obviously Tavernier, and there's still a lot of players that are still. Yeah. So I know, but um, Tavernier had went through spells of where he was good, obviously in the championship as well. But then there's some. It's just Tavernier's recently been quite inconsistent, but I think this season, along with the team, I've I've got a bit of consistency back. Yeah. To the team. Do you reckon you think is, it's the oh. team? The team is better, so it's making Tavernier better, or Tavernier's becoming more consistent, so it's making the team better. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like having a having a strong team is is going to impact every player having a strong team. So, the likes from the goalkeeper having a strong back four, and then obviously your defense starts from your strikers. So, yeah, obviously having us have a completely strong team with the likes of Ruth Kent, on who's not been on top form, but he's still causing issues in games to oppositions. Like Haji, as well. yeah, he's he's he, that's that not in his top form. It just just tells you everything, really. Uh, but yeah. Hadji, Hadji's been on. Hadji's got a good form recently as well. He did well when he came on against them. Um, obviously, Aribo's starting to play a game now as well. So obviously, it does help that if the players are good enough around you, you'll you'll gain confidence of that as well. Yeah. Um, Rangers this season is the strength in depth as well. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, definitely. Like, actually have a squad now. Yeah, definitely. You know, because I know what you've been saying to me directly, Marcus, is your your team get tired quite a lot. Exactly. We d we just don't have the depth. Um, yeah. Which is something we're trying to build on this window. But when you've got a team like Rangers that, like, you you can rotate and still have so much confidence in the players you bring in. Like, if if it's Jack that's starting, you can, you know, you you can you can you've got Stephen Davis in midfield. You've got Kamara. You've got Hadji. You've got Arfield. So. It's... Yeah, so the players we had on the bench against Aberdeen were it was like Sabasi, Halander, Defoe, Itten, Zungu, Patterson, who's been who's really good, been yeah. showing really good signs. Obviously, the man himself, Mister Brandon Barker, 
Greg Stewart, and uh, obviously the goalkeeper as well, uh, McLaughlin. So that's a really, what, still a really strong bench. What's good about your bench is you've got game changers in that. Like, like Zungo looks like a big, uh, game changer. He brings a lot of dynamism to the midfield. Uh, Brandon Barker as well, a lot of pace. A lot of pace, um, yeah. Whereas with Stewart Oscar, as well. Definitely, you know, uh, Roof. I mean, you've got def- you've got three brilliant strikers. I mean, if you're playing a one up top, you can bring off Morelos, bring on Roof or Defoe. Um, I think the problem with us as well, like we lack depth, but also like the players we do have in depth aren't game changers. I mean, um, most of the time on the bench, we've got like Darren McGregor. Um, if we're starting Doig, it'll be Louis Stevenson on the bench, Stephen Bradley, Jamie Gullen. I mean, these are all either like older players or younger players that you can't really rely on to make a difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we don't have game changers on that can necessarily come on and make a difference. But hopefully that'll change with, you know, Jackson Irvin uh, coming in, Chris Cadden, and hopefully hopefully a few more, but uh, hopefully not Kyle Lafferty. I've <laughs> 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 seen today, but, uh, but yeah. I think that's a good, yeah. good segue to get into transfers um, that have happened in the Premiership so far. Um, mm. There's only been a few big ones as... Marcus mentioned about Jackson Irvine coming on a free two hibs. Mm. It's a... He's already my favourite player just because of his Instagram. He's such a cool guy. He's a cool cat. And he's got a um, tattoo of Mo from The Simpsons, which I think is really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's the guy's name? I, I don't really watch The Simpsons, so but the, the one of the writers or the writer of The Simpsons like put up a tweet saying, go, go to the high beast. So I get on the guy. <laughs> um because yeah, he's, he's an Australian international, he's uh, he was a free agent, but he would was at Hull, um, who didn't have a good season last season, but yeah, he he has got a bit of pedigree. I think this is a little, quite a, a bit of a coup for Hibbs. Definitely, uh, it, it really seems that way. If he's a championship, an English championship quality player, then. Um... Yeah, I mean, he's also, not only that, but we're talking about players that don't know the league coming up here. I mean, he's played here before. He's played, like, uh, I know he was, he was he well, he was on contract at Celtic. He didn't play for them, but he was on loan at Kelly in Ross County and played plenty of games for them too. So, um, player who knows the league, he's got experience at a higher level as well. So there's a few things that can go wrong with it, though. Um, my only two concerns are we've already got quite a stacked midfield. So we've got Halberg... Gogic, Newell, um, Stephen McGinn, Stevie Mallon, um, McGinnis, who I keep forgetting plays for us because he's always injured, you know. So we've got all these midfielders. So either I think one's going to be going on the way out or maybe Jack Ross CS is playing a three in midfield going forward. Um, hopefully a 3-5-2. I think that would quite work with the midfielders we have. Um, and the other thing is he's actually not played a competitive game since March. So I think this is why he's on a short deal now because... You know, he's maybe picking up thickness. We don't know necessarily if, we, if we're going to see the best of him for the next few months, but hopefully we do. Uh, hopefully he got, you know, comes on, makes a difference and ties down. Uh, yeah, the last game he played was on the 7th of March in a 5-1 loss to Stoke. So... Oh. <laughs> Not a... Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's, he's gotten rave reviews from everything I've seen so far. So, yeah, we'll see how he does in a green-white jersey. Yeah, so uh, Hibs have also been busy in this January uh, window. They've also signed Matt Macy from Arsenal on a mm-hmm. free transfer. Just another young goalkeeper who's... Well, he's 26. I don't know where... <laughs> well, young in terms of goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, that we've picked up. I think to decent signing, especially with um, Marciana still off injured. Mm. I think it's... Impressive as well on Monday, like I said, so... How long is Marciano out for? Uh, so Jack Ross said it would only be another two, three weeks, but uh, I think just because we don't know the situation yet, I think that's why. Yeah, yeah. We've obviously recalled Dabowski as well, um, so we still have two fit goalkeepers and another on the squad in case he's out for longer. As well, with the semi-final coming up, you can never be too careful. Yeah, that's but, true. So, so, yeah, and... The only other kind of signing we can talk about now with Hibbs is Chris Cadden. It's not official yet, unless I, unless anything's happened in the last sort of half hour. But um, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen anything, Sam, about this. But oh, I've seen it was. Yeah, I've seen about this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it was held up because there was a bit of um, a discussion between Columbus Crew and Motherwell 
apparently they were due compensation or something. I don't know. I don't know something to do with the contract. And uh, even though he'd already agreed terms with Hibs and passed the medical, so I think we're kind of just waiting on that issue to sort itself out before we announce him possibly. But who knows? I mean, with Twitter, it's like I don't know. You're kind of you can never rely on Twitter news, <laughs> really. Um, 100%. So <laughs> we'll see. He could end up in an Aberdeen top tomorrow, most likely. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, there were... yeah. Chris Khan from Columbus uh, Crew. It would be a it would be a good signing. Obviously, I haven't watched him play in America, but he has you know, a good pedigree playing for, uh, in the past for Motherwell. So, and in League One in England for Oxford. So exactly, yeah. So yeah. I think I don't know if he played much in the MLS, but it's definitely a league that's improving. I think it's a decent standard, uh, especially according to Wikipedia. He's only played eight league games since twenty nineteen, mm. but obviously. You said take into account the league had stopped for a number of months because of the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe another player along with Irvin who needs to pick up fitness. Maybe it's something a bit worrying because we've also got. I mean, you know, we we already have a squad that's uh, got plenty of injuries <laughs> right now, so maybe a concern. But you know, if Jack Ross thinks that I still trust Ross with signings, I think most of his signings so far have been excellent. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. I feel like only weeks ago that you were slagging Jack Ross, Marcus. Was I slagging Jack Ross? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we. I think it was off the back of that defeat, Ross County. I don't know. I'm still confident with Ross. Um, I I think when you say I was slagging him, I think I was saying that I agree that he can maybe be a bit too defensive in the wrong moments. Um, I think that's just his style of play, though. But, yeah. I I still like I don't I don't fully buy into that. I think we attack teams when we need to, um, you know. For example, yeah, like, like against Mark, us, so open. The game was so open when you played us. Yeah, you know. I was actually it, nervous for a while on how open a game that was because we're used to playing the dominating games and then obviously getting on the wings. But then credit credit to you and, and the way you set up, you made that yeah. game really open. Yeah. Same same as Celtic as well. It was really open that game as well. Yeah, like. I don't fully buy into the defensive thing. I think he, he plays defensive when he feels like he needs to. Like, he'll adapt the system. And I think that's what a lot of Hibs fans kind of don't like about it. Like, they don't like the uncertainty. You know, they want to know how we're playing. They want to know that we have a set philosophy and stick to one, especially... Uh, I know under Heckenbottom, we, our philosophy was just play three attacking midfielders, have no defence. Um, but under Lennon, I mean, even under Stubbs, I mean, for years, our philosophy was attack, 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 you know, and... Uh, I guess we kind of don't want to become an Aberdeen, a team that just defends, um, you know, one nil leads all the time. And and but I, I like I like the idea that we can have a very versatile squad. So yeah, for now, I guess I'm I'm quite behind Ross as long as he improves the Derby record. That's uh, definitely something that could improve. But um, but yeah, we'll see about that next time. Um, there is a Derby. I'm not sure entirely when that will be yet. Might have to wait a while if the if the championship's called off. <laughs> so well, the championship is still going on uh, at the moment. There is a game uh, tomorrow night. So as far as oh, we know, yeah. the championship is still going. Yeah, in. they have fixtures, eh? So yeah. So uh, other um, interesting signings in the. Um, in the Premiership is Eamon Brophy going from Kilmarnock to St Mirren on loan, which I find is a weird one. Yeah, that's a weird, that's a definitely a weird one. It's weird from the point of Eamon Brophy's kind of career. I mean, I think it was only in the summer he was linked with teams down in, in England, you know, and now he's, um, I think from his point of view, he wants to get in that Scotland squad. I think he reckons he can start every week for St Mirren. Um, so fair play. And as well, like, for them, it's a really decent signing. I mean, the last time we played them, they, they were very good in all areas of the pitch. I mean, they were, you know, really battling. They have a good midfield. That Erehon, like, he seems like a quality player, but um, they just struggled to put the ball in the back of the net. So, um, then against us. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Obika. He seems like a very vis- physical player, but um, I think having Brophy, like, I think of Brophy as a decent finisher. Maybe not the most physical, but. Um, 
I don't know, he just always seemed to score against us under Steve Clark. So from for St. Mirren's point of view, a very good signing. Um so well, St. Mirren have let let one of their other uh, players go. They've uh, sent Junior Morris on, on loan to Bournemouth Wood, which oh, right. for a for a, a you know, he's twenty four, twenty five. He's he's not a old player, but he's not a young player. Going on loan to uh, I think they're uh, National League team yeah. is is quite strange, but he, he was getting game time for St. Mirren, so but I, I guess think was... to let him bro, him and bro feet, they've got to let someone go. Yeah, I don't think Marais was scoring too much for them. I, f- I, f- I feel like he was another one who was quite physical, but yeah, he, I'm not sure. He is a, he's, yeah, he's small, but he's he's kind of big, and he does he was quite physical. So I do see if he's not if he's not scoring, um, then he's not brought in for the job he's going to do as a striker. Definitely. What about uh, Rangers, Cal? Any news? Um, no, not much to be honest. There's been a few rumours, but then recently it's just been it's been it's been called off, so it's not really just fake rumours, really. And then yeah, so there's a signing for what's the guy's name? Uh, yeah, I'll try and get it up. Just give me two wee things. Can't find his name. Coventry midfielder. Uh, there's been a few rumours going about on Twitter and on the Rangers news pages um, for Gastuvo. Hammer. Not say not not can say that I've heard of him. Hmm. But he's a Brazilian born, twenty three year old. Um moved from Dutch side PEC Swally last year. <coughs> but it's been it's been um, cut down, it's not been it's not true. So yeah. not much not much not much to report on the Ranger side of you. I don't it's know how I don't know how much like you're desperate for midfielders as well, really. <laughs> so no, 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 no. I don't. I think our squad has got um like um depth in it already. I don't think we need to add much to the team. I'd probably take that um Morales's pal though, the Colombian striker who's seventeen mm. year old, seventeen or eighteen year old. I, mean, I would definitely take him. Like, youth players can't be that bad because you can just kind of ship them out and loan for the rest. Yeah, of yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, I can I would put him into under twenty ones anyway. I put him into the B squad for a while and then see how he goes from there. Um, but it's not it's not not heard anything in a while about him, so nothing really to report on. And I and I don't I don't think anyone's at the door, um, yet. But I could possibly see the likes of Jordan Jones going on loan and Edmondson. I could probably see him leaving possibly the end of the season, or if not, really end of this transfer window. There's not much to report on, to be honest. Is there any yeah. chance of? Uh, kind of strengthen the squad before the Europa League knockout games come along. It depends who comes back. If we had Ryan Jack's meant to be quite close and likes a catch as well. There's been a photo leaked on, well, not really leaked. He posted on Instagram of his um, like of his him, him training, and he's looking quite quite a big character. So I'm looking forward to Nico Catch coming back, mm. and obviously the likes of Ryan Jack. Um, everyone knows his quality in the league. Um, I'd like hopefully get him back for the for Antwerp. But if not, I, I think we've got a strong enough midfield to deal with their with their striking force. Um, so we got likes of Davis as well, who's experienced, and then Glenn Kamara, skillful, pacey, and then um, obviously likes Aribo as well. So so I think skill sets in the midfield, so you can kind of pick and choose. Yeah, yeah, and obviously likes Hadji out in the wide as well, and then Tavernier overlapping. It's it's not. I think we've got enough quality to to get a result at Antwerp because obviously they're a very good team. I think. Champions League team previously, uh, so it's going to be. Um, sorry, did they not build uh, win the Belgian Premier League, or am I mistaken? I don't know. Uh, I'm. Oh, the Belgian sure. League. Like no. um, I think they. I didn't think they won it, but I think they finished high up in it. I think they finished above. I think they got. They didn't. They, I think so. If I'm mist- if I'm not mistaken, I think they got promoted from the Championship a few seasons ago, or the second division, and. Obviously now they're they're, you know, in the Champions League. So well, you're good Europa League, yeah. And they've had they had um, the group they were in against Spurs, Lask, and Ludogorets. They were predicted to finish bottom of that group, and they ended up finishing second. So mm. they did they did do quite well in that in the group uh, in Europe. Yeah, it'll be tough yeah. Antwerp are currently sitting sixth in the Belgian league behind Anderlecht. Um, played twenty one nine. 
They finished fourth um, last season um, and then got through to the qualifying rounds. Yeah, yeah, they finished fourth last season. So yeah, definitely a tough, uh, a tough game for Rangers. It's but... always going to be a tough game in the Europa League, um, yeah. especially. He's probably uh, Antwerp's probably one of the middle ones that I would liked. Not not the easiest tie, not the hardest tie. So uh, but, uh, I think I think Rangers have the enough quality to go and um, to go and give it to Antwerp. But obviously, we know from Liège on how on how difficult and how physical the Belgian league is. Mm. And obviously, the likes of Kimar Roof knows exactly from playing at Anderlecht. Um, how physical the league is, and it's basically like our league. Um, but obviously, it's going to be a bit more physical. So you got the, the likes of um, Club Bruges, who are dominant in the league, and then you've got um, a few other teams as well, like Anderlecht and all them. Um, so it's going to be a really, really tough game for Rangers. But um, I hope we can go and deliver like we've done um, previously. You've been very consistent in Europe, so yeah, yeah. You guys need to see if it continues here. Not, nothing better than Europa League nights, mate. Aye. <laughs> hopefully, you get it this season. I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can go if we get it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, yeah. it's a brilliant experience. Yeah, I've only seen qualifiers, and it, it was what the Asteras game three two. We were two 0 down at halftime. Ninety uh, eighth minute winner, you can't beat it. You know, in Europe, just I was in the famous five upper and just can't beat it. Honestly, one of my favourite Hibs games I've been to. So. The one thing I'm looking forward to, uh, hopefully, next season is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's two Champions League places um, next season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think one of them might be automatic, but I'm not too sure. Uh, I don't think, well, it depends on, obviously, the coefficient. I think if we get 15th in the top 15th, I think we're sitting 16th right now in Scotland. So, uh, it's behind, I, I don't know who it is, I think it's... Turkey, maybe? I think it's like um, Croatia or something. Could be so if we get in fifteenth, then yeah, automatic place for the for the next season. But this season's only two, if I'm correct. Mm. Like uh, so, one in second round, one first or something. I'm, I'm not too sure. So currently, Scotland sitting eleventh. I think it's top ten that get an automatic. Top ten, right? Okay, yeah, yeah it must be top ten. Austria and Belgium. Austria, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's still possible. We could, we could, we could basically go to the semi final Europe League if. If if we can, and then hopefully get a couple couple points on the on the board for Scotland, and then hopefully try and get off the um, Champions League. Groups, it's, it's good place. in Europe because you you, I mean it's kind of hard to gauge how far your team's going to kind of go uh, without knowing the draw, really. So yeah, yeah, of, of course, yeah. But yeah. to be honest, if if the draw is favourable, I can see definitely Rangers getting to the semi final. Um, yeah, I'd take an English team. I'd take an English team. I really would. I would love to see our legs against Spurs. Oh yeah. <laughs> Be good. What do you think about that, Sam? Oh, um, yes and no. Like it, it would be interesting to see in terms of as a Scottish football fan to see a Scottish team play an English team in kind of like the later rounds of the Europa League. But if Rangers seem as dominant as they are, well, in this league and then in the Europa League as well, um, it they would pose quite a danger for Spurs, who at the moment aren't really finishing games off. So yeah, I think that would be brilliant. As like you know, I I always want to see Scottish teams beat English teams. I mean, even when Aberdeen played Burnley, I was supporting Aberdeen for that. Like, yeah, um, I watched that game. I watched yeah. both games. Yeah, yeah. As much as it's Rangers, you know, I think I'd I think just... I think a lot of people will actually watch that in Scotland. Not even yeah. if whatever team you support, because oh, yeah. be a lot of views, especially then folk in England will watch it as well. It would just uh, the the pub league merchants would get shot, wouldn't they? So, the like farmers league. <laughs> Uh, my nan could play in that league. <laughs> uh, it would just that would just be brilliant, wouldn't it? A Scottish team. It would be good. It would be good. But obviously, for the likes of our Europa League campaign, I wouldn't really want that tie to be favourable. Yeah. No. Definitely. So. But I, I would. I would take my likes up against it in the later rounds. Definitely. Maybe the final. <laughs> Possibly. I'm. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> Some final. <laughs> All right. Well, I would say it's it's favourable for. Rangers to be playing Antwerp, a Belgian team who will Belgium will above them in the coefficient. If if they get a result there, go through it, it would be very good news. Mm. Especially Austria only have one representative as well, um, with Salzburg. It would be yeah, kind of hope that end up doing better. It's just amazing since we came up and how changed the coefficient actually is. 
Yeah. Cause you can't say the likes of Aberdeen have been have done well previously in Europe. They've not really done much. Celtic recently have not been done that well in Europe. Obviously dropping out of the Champions League this season and then season dropping out of the Europa before. League. Yeah, and then dropping out of the Europa League as well. Um, it's it's just it's, it's, I don't really know how the coefficient points work, but and I'm sure it's in the later rounds you get one point uh, per round. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not too sure. Not it's just amazing how much how much that's changed since we've came and it's up. It's benefited the national team as well. I think. I think uh, it's benefited the whole Scottish football, to be honest. Yeah. The likes of I think some teams get money. Um, if depends how well far you go in Europe. I think it's if you qualify, a, a certain portion goes to the rest of the teams in the league. Mm. And that is definitely so every, every, everyone benefits. Everyone benefits from it. Yeah, uh, it's definitely helped out with the national side, as, as Marcus said, because it is they've been playing in their first tournament for twenty two years in the summer. Hopefully, buzzing. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Sam, who will you be supporting <laughs> for that uh, game at Wembley? Oh, I'd have to go England, but because for the other games, for the other games against against was it Czech Republic and Croatia? I'll support, yeah, I'll support Scotland, and obviously if they go through, but aye, I'll just have to be on the fence for the for the game at Wembley. Aye, we'll have to see. I mean, well, Scotland. I mean, hoping the next step is a World Cup, so. Then for me, I've really got to think about if Scotland and Mexico are in the same group, then that would really split my family right down the middle. So <laughs> it's basically, basically, see Scotland game. It's going to be well, my house will mostly be England because obviously, because my dad's from England. So yeah, I don't. I've 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 grown up watching England, supporting England, and in, in the yeah. in the World Cups and stuff like that. So it, it's obviously it's good to see Scotland in it. It's really really good to see Scotland in it, and the likes of Ryan Jack doing well as well, and then all the likes of the other players as well. Yeah, even never um, like never seeing Scotland get to a major tournament. I mean, no, 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 it's good. Like, and it'll be good to get a a rivalry as well in the group stage. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I know. I know some Scotland fans that are overconfident against England. But I mean, oh. last time they played, faced each other was that two-two draw. Two-each draw, yeah. World Cup qualifier, which was dramatic. Oh, yeah. Um, you could say that <laughs> it's like watching Hibsey <laughs> <laughs> give away the lead in the last minute so yeah I mean that's like us in January previously well last January last January and the January before that ah chucking it away that January well hopefully well I mean we've not chucked it yet and it's January so well, few, almost few more, February. A few more weeks of uh, January to go, and then I know, I know. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we can push us over the line this season. Yeah. So look ahead to the games uh, this weekend. Yes. Uh, which would be, which there's quite a few uh, on Saturday, and then just the one on Sunday. Uh, we've mm. got Celtic versus Livingston, Hamilton versus Dundee United, uh, Hibs versus Kilmarnock. Ross County versus Aberdeen, St Johnston versus St Mirren, and on Sunday it's Motherwell versus Rangers. Oh, um, so for for the Celtic game, I think that's at Parkhead. Um, yeah. yeah. If we assume again on Wednesday. Yeah. At Livingston. Hmm. So assuming Celtic field the same eleven that they did against us, which I think I don't think they probably got, will. Yeah, I don't think they've got much option. Maybe they could swap Harper out for uh, Dembele. But um, I, I can see Celtic winning it. Um, like I said, even even having a, a lack of a strike force up front, where, you know, maybe having to start Johnson or Harper or whoever. Like I still think uh, they'll have too much for Livingston. Like They've I said, they've got strong they, home form as well, Celtic. So yeah, yeah. The, the, the individual quality they have, I think, will be too much. Um, maybe Livingston could manage a draw. I think they have um, managed to draw at Parkhead before. Yeah, they have. Yeah, so I can see Celtic winning that maybe 1-0. That's my prediction. Uh, but I think Livingston will beat them on the Wednesday uh, at the spaghetti had. So. <laughs> that's, that's, that's I quite like that one. <laughs> that's the yeah. game that Livingston has go off because that all-weather pitch doesn't really cope with all-weather. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> we'll see that. So, 
Yeah, what are so uh, what are some other fixtures then? Uh, so we've got Hamilton versus Dundee United. Hamilton Dundee. Ooh, um, that's at the. That's at Hamilton. Fountain of Youth. The Fountain, the fountain of Youth. Oh dear. Um, oh dear. <laughs> Kyle, I don't know if you've been, but the the North Stand there, the away stand, is called the Spice of Life North Stand. Oh my God! <laughs> What's going on? So fitting for a club at like Hamilton, but yeah, I can see that being one-one though. I think Dundee United have. Like they just have to be drawing all these games against teams that are around their level. So yeah, maybe a one-one uh, Hamilton. I don't think. Well, they look like they're on track to stay up again. Again, so, finish tenth uh, or eleventh uh, again. And yeah, I can up. see this the the boring game of the weekend. So a one-one. Um, maybe Shanklin picking up a goal because he seems to be you know now that he's back from injury. He seems to be. I mean. Before I say anything else, what a goal! Like, yeah, I, was, no. I was watching that game and I, I could not believe it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Nah, so yeah. Oh, like... uh, which, which one's better though, Kimar Roofs in Europa League or that one? Oh, um, maybe Roofs, just because I think he dribbled past a few. Players. He dribbled past like, three players, yeah. But still, like, I think for yeah, the what end, a goal. That'll be the goal of the season, probably for yeah the league. You know, definitely. So yeah, unless uh, unless Nizzy or Doid, unless Doid feels like you know. He he scores some interesting goals, definitely. So um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, like I said, one one for that. Keep my roof. We'll just do it from Alan McGregor's box. We'll do a Mark Oxley. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And talking of uh, Deutsch and Mark Oxley, uh, here to play um, Kilmarnock at home. It's in, in a game where it could go either way. Especially with yeah. Hibbs's home form not being the best. Yeah, th- this could literally either be 2 0 Kilmarnock or 4 0. Like, Hibbs are so unpredictable at home. Um, I don't, like, I'm confident that we can per- start performing at home. It's just a matter of when. But I think if we're going to do it at one point, it needs to be starting this weekend, obviously, with the Sun. I final. think, I, th- I definitely think you will win that because you come off uh, of. A sort of high confidence of beating, uh, not beating Celtic, drawing against Celtic at Celtic Park, which is a good result. Yeah, I think um, I think you'll bring that confidence into the Kamara game, and I think you'll beat Kamarnik. Uh, I'll go two one Hibs for that game. I think two 0 I mean, the thing Kamarnik. is, Kamarnik have come up. They had a really poor December, um, December, but they've come back and they've got a, you know a couple of decent results, beating Motherwell and and Hamilton. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to see how not they. That, uh, Motherwell is a big deal because <laughs> they they look like the uh, out of form team at the moment. Really, I mean they're in a state, so uh. I don't think they've got a bad squad as well. So we need to see if Alexander can turn it around. But um, yeah, I agree. I think we'll beat Kilmarnock two 0 uh, I'd like to see keep a clean sheet. Hopefully, Nizzy scores again. Uh, Doidge hasn't scored for a wee bit, so maybe him on the score sheet. Um, interesting to see if Irvin plays or. If he's not going to be fit yet, maybe if we wrap up Kaz tomorrow, if he plays. But um, yeah, like a yeah two nil. Um, I hope it's a confident win and not one where me and my granddad are hiding, you know, behind the sofa again watching it. So oh man, I've been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, horrible situation. I think with yeah. Macy's performance uh, at Parkhead, I think um, he's kind of deserves a clean sheet. Obviously, didn't get one. Uh, in midweek, but I think in this game against Kamarnock, uh, who are brophyless, I reckon it's a possibility. Yeah, they still have threat though. Like Kilty, I think is a really good player. Uh, they've got Kabamba. Um, Burke has already scored a wonder goal at Easter Road um, on the first day of the season. So yeah, they've got threats, but um, I think we've got enough to keep them out. You know, uh, you know, Porteous and Hamlin can they do have mistakes in them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just have a feeling we'll keep a clean sheet. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then uh, another game on Saturday is Ross County versus Aberdeen. I reckon with Ross County bowls at the table, I reckon we the, this game's only going only going one way. Yeah. Um, like I said though earlier, I think uh, I don't know if we were already recording when I said to you guys, but I remember I said Aberdeen. You know, away they just kind of don't look as confident away from home. Um, yeah. I have a feeling this will be a draw. I think John Hughes will keep counting up. Um, or I mean, I don't know if that's me wanting to think so just because I love John Hughes, but 
feeling um, he'll keep. I think it's going to be one-one actually, or two-two maybe. Yeah, but I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking. I draw for this one as well. I think it will be one each. Would also suit Aberdeen dropping points if we beat Kelly. So, um, yeah. And then the last game on Saturday is Battle of the Saints with St Johnston playing St Mirren. Mm. That'll be a really good game. I think. I think that'll be a really good game. Yeah. Um, they set eighth and ninth. Um, so. Evenly matched. Be... Is that McDermott? Yeah. Yeah, McDermott. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a tough one to call that. Um, St. Johnson have been a weird team because for ages they weren't they another team that had a like ten game unbeaten run. Uh, yeah, look. I think they were. They drew two each with Dundee United at Tannadice on Tuesday. Yeah, I think they probably. I, I mean, from watching the game, I think they probably should have beaten United though. But um, yeah, if it wasn't for a wonder goal from Lashant Clones, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like. Yeah, the 11 game on beaten run, which included draws draws at Celtic, draws at Hibs. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that was Kane that scored at Stoke Park. Yeah, I remember. And then they drew with us. 5-3 um, win over Hamilton as well. So, Oh, yeah. Um, they're not a bad team, St. Johnson. I think uh, Callum, Davidson, uh, uh, Callum Davidson, sorry, he's done probably what the fans would expect. I mean, not necessarily pushing for top half, but you know, not in the relegation zone. I think that's where St. John's kind of are, just like 6th, 7th, 8th kind of place. Um, and what did you, you said they were 8th right now, right? Uh, they're 9th so, right now. Um, uh, but they, uh, yeah, and then St. Louis are 8th. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, this will be really tough. I think I think St. Moon will scrape this a 1-0. I was going to say the same. St. Moon have been, I've done well this season so far. Mm. I think they're, they're, they're definitely an impressive team this season. I think um, a better attack anyway. I think Jamie yeah. um Eamon Brophy if he starts. But yeah. I, I'm a real... I was going to go with the 1-0 Brophy getting the goal. Yeah. 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 And again, yeah. But yeah, it, it, could look, it could look to swing either way, but I'll definitely be giving that a watch anyway. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, also, it'd be good for St. Johnson to go into the semi-final, you know, just having been beaten at home. Low confidence. Um, the semi-final has now been rearranged, hasn't it? No way, has it? Well, it's coming up in here that's been postponed, so I'm not too sure. Oh dear, uh, I've not seen this, so... <laughs> I'm just going to have a quick Google of that. But yeah. Um, it, it kept on coming up that it was postponed, so... Well, this would be breaking news then. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if they are. Don't, don't think it is, to be honest. It might just be saying that like what it said when so you were playing Celtic, like they completely took off the bookie. The, the Scottish Cup games are postponed. Oh, so our Cup, game... The League Cup still, still going ahead. Yeah. Okay. For now, anyway. Yeah. Until uh, until one of our players catches COVID from Celtic uh, or you know uh, shows symptoms from having caught it on Monday. But, is, uh, well, I think they didn't call off the League Cup because... Both teams, but also oh, all four teams are in the Premiership anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so. Scottish Cup, you've got teams from all over. But yeah, I hope, like I said, St. Johnson get beaten the Saturday. Um, low confidence throughout the week. You know, they're waking up in the middle of the night having nightmares about Deutsch, uh scoring a hat trick off his you know, belly button or whatever. So, um, yeah. <laughs> as well, and that leads on. The main event on the Sunday. Yeah, Motherwell versus Rangers, oh, yeah. a 12 o'clock kickoff. This could be uh, a, 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 an interesting game. Um, I mean, from last time, it could definitely be interesting. Will Motherwell play a 10 men defence? Oh, we'll soon uh, find out. You didn't get Lewis in here because I know you were like, you were really waiting to. Oh, yeah. I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, or. Uh, probably or... set up like a, a 110 formation. Maybe, yeah, maybe or, might uh... push to up top a wee bit. But I don't know. It, obviously, Motherwell are, are at home, so that could change. Because obviously, I know a lot of teams do sit in Ibrox, hmm. especially they if they go 1 0 up. Um, I can't. I don't. Th- I think Motherwell will come out more, definitely. But they could also that. easily just change and then play the back 10. Um, but um, Rangers, Rangers are obviously on form currently. I mean. Not lost this season. Uh, I think that will continue on Saturday, on Sunday. I will go for two 0 I think Morelos will get one, and I would like Kenny to get one, or I would like even Kamara just to get a goal. But I don't think it will happen. 
I need to get Tavernier up. If you want Nisbet to score this weekend, uh, I think we need to get Tavernier to score this weekend as well. Definitely. Yeah, it was, uh, it's a shame Lewis couldn't be here, obviously, to give his insight in the Motherwell. From yeah. Him, but uh, I can't see anything like past the Rangers win, to be honest. Yeah, I was uh, going to say something like 3-0. Um... Yeah, I think Alexander, I'm not like, I don't know too much about him as a coach. I know he did well at Salford. Um, so... I don't know what his philosophy is when. Oh, he's got a new manager, haven't he? Yeah, so I don't know what his philosophy will be when kind of coming up against the old firm. If he's going to go defensive, uh, like Darren McInnes, or if he's going to go out attack. Um, but probably more. I mean, definitely he'll want to test his players and see what they can do. So I think he'll probably try and set up defensive from the start, and then maybe try and go at your second half a bit, like what Ross did against Celtic uh, when he played Easter Road. Um, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> where are Motherwell sitting? I'm sure they're sitting in the relegation zone, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're 11. Yeah, so they need points. So they need to come out eventually. Yeah. I don't think they'll come out the against Rangers, though. At the moment. But it's in 10th. The way, the way there's games in hand for everyone, it's kind of hard to tell what the actual standings are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I would say 2-0 Rangers for that one. And it's on Sky as well, so I think definitely three- be watching that. I think the, the the new goalkeeper Motherwell, um, uh, Liam Kelly, did put in a good performance um, against them at the weekend. So it'd be interesting to see if he keeps that up against those uh, high flying Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they could have signed any goalkeeper to improve in that Chapman. I don't know if you've seen the highlights when they played uh, Hamilton, but oh my god, the goals he conceded were ridiculous. Like I don't know if you've seen the highlights either. Of no, I haven't seen the highlights. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, uh, I'd go and watch it. It's like what you what um what you love to see in Scottish football. Like I don't know, just like the player shoots middle of the goal and the goalkeeper dives to one side of the goal and it like ricochets in off his uh off his ankle and all, I don't know, just ridiculous goals to concede. So um no, Liam Kelly's a good goalkeeper though, definitely. Um Yeah, he's a really good goalkeeper. I've definitely I've seen him I've seen him in the lower in the Rangers B team, he's, he's a good keeper, and I've seen him a few times as well. Um, nah, he's a good goalkeeper, definitely. Yeah, um, so it's just a shame that obviously Rangers have got well, they need a, a goalkeeper that's reliable, and obviously Liam Kelly's still quite young as he is. So, I'm actually quite ashamed that he didn't get a chance at Rangers, really, because he is he's a really good goalkeeper. As, when he was at Livingston as well, he when he played when he played us, he, he had a really good performance against us last season, so. It's a shame he didn't get a chance, but yeah, he's definitely a good goalkeeper. Yeah, it would have been hard for him to break into the squad with like McGregor, McLaughlin, and now like. Uh, and we had Anik as well last season. Oh yeah, he was actually trying to like to be decent at St. Mary's. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's. A, it's just, I think it's just um, Rangers are completely like a different team. Like you need to perform every single week, week in week out. What's it's, your Robbie McCrory, by the way? Like, how far up the pecking order is he? Do you think? Uh, I think. Obviously, Rangers are trying to sign. Uh, was it right, Scott Wright, from Aberdeen? Uh, and I, there's been talks of McCrory going up there. Per- he's going up there permanently anyway. But I think that uh, Rangers will need to lower the deal. Instead of McCrory has been said, like Rangers need to lower the deal on McCrory. So less money for McCrory if we get Scott Wright. So but again, Scott Wright is out of contract. I think in the end of the season. But it depends if Jared wants him in. Um, in the January transfer, and we pay money for him, pay out the rest of his contract, or Just wait um, we'll wait till wait till the end of the season. Yeah, but again, end of the summer, players could leave. It all depends on obviously at the end of the season, players could leave, move on. Um, so it depends if we want Scott right now, or if we want him to wait at the end of the season. Depends on his form as well at Aberdeen if it declines. It's a risk to take, but I think I, I trust Gerard, and his signing signing's been pretty good so far. So. Mm. Do you, do you think this is uh, or is this Robbie McCrory or Ross McCrory? Ross McCrory. Oh, yeah. I was saying yeah, it's I too many of them. Talking about Robbie. I was thinking Robbie like for the for the pecking order for the goalkeeping spot. I don't know actually is he on loan right now or I think I think he is yeah I think he's on loan. Oh. Yeah so he's still I think he's still got tied down to Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, let's check that for you. I don't know. I don't know how good he was at Livy. I think he made a few mistakes in quite a few games. Yeah, he's still on loan at Livy at the moment. Yeah, still on loan. Yeah. 
Oh, of course, I've got one of fancy team as well. I've just not checked it in ages. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you better go on it because I'm flying top right now. I, I, I've, I've, I know you're, you're flying top. I'm, I'm, I'm like a thousand points in front. <laughs> I think I've still, I had, I've still got Julian in my like oh, starting. No. Yeah, no. So. And you've yeah. still got like um, Edward as well in it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Know. I, the only like saving grace in that squad is I've got Kevin Nisbet, but apart from that, I've just. Got, <laughs> I'll tell you my team. My team's pretty... I probably need to change it for this week anyway. I don't think I've updated it. Uh, I've got... Um... So, I need to take that out. Marciano and goals. No. I've got um, back three. Wild. Back three of Tavernier, Ayer and Barisic. And then midfield four of Burke, Newell, Turnbull and Kent. Up front is Nisbet, Roof and Boyle. That's my team. It's a very solid team. Hibs Rangers and then a couple Celtic players. Yeah. And then one uh, Kamarak. Good be team though, to be fair, if we joined teams. Be a very good yeah. team. Yeah, especially with Tavernier, that's got to give you a lot of po- a lot of points. Oh, I was giving me a lot of points, yeah, yeah. yeah. I put him as captain as well, off to double. Even better. I don't know how you're doing on it right now, Marcus. I've just, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm either bottom or second bottom. I don't know. I don't think you're bottom because Nathan's absolutely terrible. Yeah, because he would have been a ton of Celtic players. Uh, you're sitting fourth, mate. Uh, Ewan's overtook uh, Keith. But I'm, late, I'm like 1,200 points ahead. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sitting on uh, 3,781. Ewan's is 2,256. And you're sitting on 1,862. So you've got a bit of catching up to do, mate. I'm sure all the viewers or the listeners will want updates in these uh, figures. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll do updates in the. Fan- I Join the league. I've Join the league. I haven't even got a Scottish fantasy team. But... Oh well, for next season. For next season. Yeah, next season. Okay. The pod league. No, oh, just a farmers league fantasy. Pub league. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, thanks, yeah. guys, for coming. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and Podbean, um, Podbean as well as our website, false90s.wordpress.com. And for updates, follow False90s on Twitter and Instagram. So, thanks, guys, for coming, and goodbye. <laughs>